Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Amen. I wonder if you'd turn with me to Joshua chapter 3. Joshua 3. And um, there's a little verse, as well, it's a big verse, really. But uh, verse 10 must not be missed by us this morning. Reading from verse 9. Then Joshua told the Israelites, Come closer and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Just want to say that at the outset. Come closer and listen to the words of the Lord your God. He said, You will know that the living God is among you. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, the living God. The living God is amongst us. The living God who spoke about himself this morning and said, do you realize who you're worshiping? The living God. He's never taken counsel from anybody. Nobody's ever whispered wisdom into his ear. The living God is all sufficient and he's amongst us. He's amongst us. And um, I want to talk this morning about growth. And uh, by that I mean both personal growth and corporate growth and say a little bit about why it matters so much, how it happens, what it looks like, and, and then ask this kind of the so what question. So what does that mean for us? I believe uh, you are here to grow. And by that I mean, in a very general sense, you're here to grow. We're, we're believers in order to grow but I also believe you're here to grow, okay? So I'd just like you to just say that to yourself a couple of times. I'm, you can just say it quietly or out loud, I'm here to grow. I'm here to grow, I'm I'm, I'm here to grow. I'm I'm on the earth to grow, but I'm I'm here, I'm part of this church to grow, amen? And now I'd like you to um, do what you love to do, turn to somebody and say, this is just in case you didn't get, en- get enough opportunity to do that at Bible Week. Is to turn to somebody and say, we are, we, we, this is really important, we are here to grow, okay? We are all here to grow. So just say that to, to one another. We're here to grow. It's amazing. It's amazing how long it takes to say four words, isn't it? <laughs> We're here to grow, amplified version. (laughs) So let me just start by by just saying, we'll we'll look at some scriptures uh, on the the screen together in a moment, but just why this matters so much. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus describes the growth of his kingdom, of God's kingdom, and he he, he gives lots of parables, doesn't he? He talks about um, a kingdom that that grows even without us noticing what's happening sometimes. A farmer plants a seed and doesn't, uh, he doesn't go back to look at it, but when he, when he comes back, he realizes something's grown. Yeah. Jesus talks about a kingdom that is growing. Yeah. I would like to just turn you here. This is um, not on the screen, but if you could turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, because we're going to come back to this one. Paul describes how he and Apollos have have worked in, in kind of partnership together. And he says, um, so, verse 5, so what is Apollos and what is Paul? This church were arguing about whether they were of, of Paul or of Apollos. And he, he's, he's just eliminating all of that. He's saying, what is Apollos and what is Paul? They are servants through whom you believed. And each has the role the Lord has given. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Another version says, God who makes things grow. God makes things grow. And it's really important we, we not only read those words, but we believe that in our hearts this morning. God makes things grow. I think nothing brings the Lord greater pleasure than seeing things he's formed, he's created, growing 
as he intends them to. In um, 2 Corinthians 10, Paul talks about his, the sphere of ministry growing. In Ephesians 2, it'd be worth just turning to this one as well. Ephesians 2, well-known verses for us. Ephesians 2, end of the chapter. He talks about being, being um, fitted together, being built together, and growing into a holy sanctuary. Wow. It's God's intention that, that his kingdom keeps growing. Wow. It's God's intention that his church keeps growing. In Philippians, he writes about the believers growing in knowledge and discernment. Again in Philippians, he talks about growing in confidence. In Colossians, just turn, turn there, please. Colossians 1. Uh, verse 5. talks about the hope reserved for you in heaven. He says, you've already heard about this hope. In the message of truth, the gospel, the gospel that's come to you, it is bearing fruit and growing all over the world, just as it has among you since the day you heard it. The gospel is growing. The kingdom is growing. The church is growing. The gospel is growing. That's God's intention. That's the way God intended it. In, um, a, a, a bit later in Colossians, in chapter 2, verse 19... He speaks about um, uh, those who don't hold on to the head from whom the whole body, nourished and held together by its ligaments and tendons, develops with growth from God. Colossians 2.19. He's talking about, again about how the body grows, and we'll look at that uh, in Ephesians in, in just a moment. In 2 Peter, chapter 3, talks about the believers growing in grace and knowledge. Just want to say, how, whichever way we look at this, God makes things grow. Whether that's personal growth or corporate growth, God makes everything grow. And, and the, the, the kind of, the origin of all of this is, is, guess where the origin is? Yeah, Genesis. Didn't you see me go to the back of my, front of my Bible there? The origin for all of this is in Genesis. Here's a principle that God has built into creation. Chapter 1, verses, this is on the screen now, chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, and then verse 28. Then God said, this is how he, this is how he built it. This is how he designed it. Let the earth produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and fruit trees on the earth, bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And it was so. The earth produced vegetation, seed-bearing plants, according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it, according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then it speaks about the man and the woman, and it says in verse 28, God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Seed-bearing plants, Fruit-bearing trees, fruit-containing seed. Can you, see, can you see God built in a cycle of continual growth? And then he blessed the man and the woman. The blessing of God came specifically to enable them to be fruitful and to multiply and to fill the earth. God has designed us to grow. And it is our destiny... It is God's intent, it's God's plan, it's God's purpose that we keep growing. Listen to these words in John 15. They'll be on the screen as well. John 15, verse 8. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. And he says in verse 16, you did not choose me, but I many of us are here thinking we chose him. Okay, be, be dispossessed of that thought. You did not choose me. And this is wonderful, isn't it? This, how amazing is this? Close your eyes, folks. 
you may have come on a journey and at a certain point you made a, you made a decision, you made a choice, I understand that, but something much bigger was going on behind the scenes. I chose you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you that you should go out and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Hallelujah. God loves to see you bearing fruit and growing personally. Personal growth. Be that in knowledge, in grace, in confidence, growth in your revelation of the scriptures, growth in in the insights you have, growth in your prayer life, growth in gifts of the Holy Spirit, growth in zeal and passion, growth in the impact and influence you have in your workplace or amongst your family, growth in sharing your faith, growth in your character and your integrity, growth in patience, self-control, growth in fasting, in, in giving, in serving, growth in your love and kindness and compassion. God loves to see you and I growing. And he loves to see us together corporately growing and bearing fruit in all of those things, growing as a family, growing numerically, growing in churches, growing in congregations, growing in our reach and influence. It is to God's glory that we bear much fruit. You may say, well, why are you laboring this point? Surely we know that. Do you know some Christians expect no growth? Many are happy and satisfied with small growth. But I believe the God who makes things grow, the Lord who's glorified when we bear fruit, he wants all of us to love growth, to expect growth, to anticipate growth, to embrace growth, and to celebrate growth amongst us, and to play our part in seeing growth happen in and through us. Amen? So I just want to say that as a, as a long intro. God loves growth. Growing is not, um, well, it's all good. God looked at it all. God looked at this, this creation, this this, uh, this world he'd made, this, this earth he'd created, these, this man and woman he put on it with, with seed-bearing fruit within them. We'll come back to that. There's something residing in you destined to keep bearing fruit and fruit that has seed in it so that the fruit keeps bearing fruit. God has designed and destined us to be growing and to love growth and to celebrate growth and to be full of growth. So, I want to take us, in particular, to a couple of texts that will just help us to get a sense, a little bit, dig a bit deeper and see, well, how does this happen? And the first is in Ephesians 4. It's a, it's a foundational text about growing. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. Uh, There's probably... Probably nobody in the room has not heard this verse read many times. I was going to start at verse 11, but you can't do that. You have to start at verse 9. In the New Living Translation, which I don't have in front of me, I'm going to read, new, I'm going to read 9 and 10 from the Holman, and then, I'll, then we'll flip into what's behind you. It says, what does he ascended mean? Because it's just talked about Jesus ascending and giving gifts to men. And it says, what does he ascended mean? Except that he descended to the lower parts of the earth. And the one who descended is the same as the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill the universe. All things. Verse 11, New Living Translation. Now, These are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Or, 
growing into a mature man measured by Christ's fullness. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. And we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, grow so the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Amen. What a fantastic few verses. The plan and purpose of God is for the church to measure up to what it describes as the full stature of Christ. For the body of Christ, the church, to to grow and mature until we are a perfect match for the head. Measuring up to the complete, the full stature, the full measure of Christ. It means that we we are attaining to and becoming as mature as him as powerful as him, as generous as him, as loving as him, as uncompromising as him, as compassionate as him, as powerful as him. Jesus did not suffer and die. He didn't rise and then ascend. He didn't pour out his spirit, his ultimate act of, of goodness towards us, so that a small group of us might hold out against all the opposition, hanging on to be rescued when he returns. Neither so that those who claim to represent him on earth would be riddled with compromise or besieged by fear and anxiety or disfigured because of infighting and competition and jealousy or disempowered because we neglected the basics Jesus did not accomplish those things for anything less than the very, very, very best. He suffered and died. He rose and ascended. And now he's poured out his spirit so that a people will arise on the earth who are a perfect match for the head. A bride in whom he can take delight. A city set on a hill to which all the nations will stream, hallelujah. A holy temple made of millions of living stones and filled, with, filled to the brim with his spirit and growing. A body growing, being built up, maturing, expanding, enlarging, growing in stature, growing in influence, growing in confidence, growing numerically, growing spiritually, or as it says in these verses, growing in every way more and more like Christ. That's what he came for. That's what he died for. That's what he rose for. That's what he ascended for. That's why he's poured out his spirit. God's purpose is that his body grows, expands, not contracts, advances, doesn't retreat, matures, doesn't regress, growing in every way, more and more like Christ. I really do thank God for all the growth we see. But there's so much more. All the seed is here, but not all the fruit is here. There's maturing still, there's attaining still, there's an expanding into the stature of Christ. And I do really believe it's time and, and upon us is a major growing spurt. Any, any of you parents have measuring charts on the back of your wardrobe doors? When you look back at the... When, when we moved house from the one our three boys had grown up in, I took photos of the backs of the wardrobe doors where we'd done the measuring. And, and we always put the date next to them. And, and you, you see, you see, the, you see the, 
the growing spurts, don't you? There was, wow, that's amazing. You did all that in a week. It's incredible. <laughs> it's time for a major growing spurt, folks. And um, this passage tells us exactly how the church grows. You could go to, you could spend your life going to conferences and seminars and reading books and being taught the latest uh, trendy strategy for growing the church. But, but the answer is right here in Ephesians 4. Don't waste money on the conferences. It's all in Ephesians 4. Nearly everything's in Ephesians, to be honest, isn't it? Or Genesis, or the rest of the Bible. And here are the keys. It, it's like it's, it's a two... It's a couple of things that work together that cause growth in the church. And before I say this, I, it's impossible for a church to really grow the way God intends without both these things happening. The first is in um, verses 12 and 13, it describes the gifts Jesus has given the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, pastors, and the teachers. And it says their job is to equip the church so that we grow into this full stature of Christ. A church cannot grow the way God intends without all of those things happening. I know I'm singing to the choir, speak, speak, preaching to the converted. But the second thing, which we sometimes miss, is right at the bottom of that passage we read, verse 16. It says here that as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. There's the verse on, on the screen. So that the whole body yeah. is healthy and growing and full of love. What, what is it in those verses that it causes the body to be healthy and growing and full of love? What does it say? Everybody playing their part. So you've got these gifts, these ministries that, that they have their part. Their part is, is, to re, is to release the whole body to their part. And when you put these two things together, isn't it fantastic? It's all here. The gifts of Christ, the gifted body, everybody playing their part so that the whole body, aren't these three descriptions just about all that really matter? Healthy, a body that's healthy, a body that's really healthy in every way. A body that's growing. That's God's intention. And a body that is full of love. That's, that's what we want to be known for, isn't it? A church that's healthy. A church that's growing. A church that is full of love. And I just think this is, this is profoundly simple. As each part does its own space. It's like a giant key that has the ability, if you can get hold of this giant key and use it and, and turn the lock, it's going to open vast dimensions for all of us. Each part doing its own special work. In other words, if you play your part faithfully and I shrink back from playing mine, our growth will be stunted. And vice versa, and from one to another. But if all of us are at our work in our own special ways, then I believe the Father is glorified and the Son is exalted and the Spirit is honored and the church keeps on growing. Hallelujah. We've built this church over the years, um, amongst other things, on a, on a simple principle. And, and we, used to, we used to put it this way. We don't use this phrase so much anymore, but the, the principle still holds. Everyone's a minister. Everybody's a minister. We, we abhor the idea of lay people and professionals. That's not the body. Everyone's a minister. Everyone has a part to play. The church can only grow as each part finds its knitting with other joints and ligaments and helps all of us to grow. That's how the body grows. The Father is glorified, the Son is exalted, and the Spirit is honored when we get hold of these verses and say, that's the way we're going to build our church together. Yeah. Would you um, just put your hand up if, if you currently volunteer, or, or just stand up, if you currently volunteer 
serve this church in some way, just would you stand to your feet? Have a think about it. You might, well, Andrew Jackson should be standing because he's often on the car park welcoming us in. Used to be. Oh. Okay, have a think. You, you, there may be some sitting, and you know what? Actually, actually, you're doing some. Gee, Reese, come on. You should be standing on your chair. <laughs> I just want us to honor one another for serving faithfully, for playing our parts. And if you're not standing, we'll, we'll come back to you in a moment. <laughs> However, I want you to have, have a careful think about what you're doing. I'd like to turn you now to 1 Corinthians 12. And this may seem like a, a bit of a detour in, in the course of things, but I believe there's something in here which is really going to help us get a bit deeper into what it means that each of us plays our part. You see... The reason I'm sharing some of these things this morning, our, our church is growing. Yeah. New people are coming in. And, and, and if I believe this passage, um, which I do, then God is arranging and adding and, and drawing and placing and positioning people in the body. Right. I, I, and I really want us to build biblically. Yeah. And I really want us to keep on growing. Yeah. And therefore, laying hold of some of these things and, and understanding our, our role in the body, how we can play that part. And some of you... Some of you who didn't stand will now realize you could have stood because you are playing your part. This gives us some more context and some more detail and is, is again about the body and how it grows. It's another fantastic, really fundamental text. It's going to be on the screen behind me from the Holman. About matters of the spirit, brothers, I do not want you to be unaware or ignorant. You know how, when we were pagans, you were led to dumb idols being led astray. Therefore, I am informing you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord, and there are different activities but the same God, and just, just pause and have a look at verse 6 again there. Different, four, 4 to 6, different gifts, but the same Spirit, different gifts of the Spirit. Different ministries, but the same Lord, different ministries of the Lord Jesus Christ. And different activities, but the same God's activities of God. Interesting, isn't it? Gifts, ministries, activities. Father, Son, and Spirit, activities, ministries, gifts. But the same God is active in everyone and everything. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person to produce what is beneficial. Wow. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to produce what's beneficial for all of us. To one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the performing of miracles, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another different kinds of languages, to another interpretation of languages. He's just listed nine what we would call the gifts of the Spirit, the charismatic gifts. We'll come back to those in a moment. But one and the same Spirit is active in all these, distributing to each one as he wills. It is his will to do this. For as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of that body, though many, are one body, so also is Christ. For we were all, and here's, here's a description of the, the purpose of the baptism in the Spirit. We were baptized by one Spirit into one body. He's baptized us in the Spirit to join us together in a body. For as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of that, I uh, beg your pardon, are uh, many, we were baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. So the body is not one part, but many parts. And if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, in spite of that, it still belongs to the body. 
And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, in spite of this, it still belongs to the body. And if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were an ear, where would the sense of smell? But now God has placed the parts of the body, each one of them, in the body, just as he wanted. Just as he wanted. And if they were all the same part, where would the body be? Now, there are many parts, yet one body. So the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, nor again the head to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, all the more, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are necessary. Yeah? Those parts that seem to be weaker are necessary. And those parts of the body that we think to be less honorable, we clothe them with greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have a better presentation. But our presentable parts have no need of clothing. Instead, God has put the body, God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the less honorable, so that there would be no division in the body, but that the members would have the same concern for each other. So if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. And God has placed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, next miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, managing, and various kinds of languages. And note in that little list there, which starts as an order and then ceases to be an order, there is a mixture of gifts, ministries, and activities. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all do miracles? Do all have the gifts of healing? Do all speak in languages? Do all interpret? But desire the greater gifts, and I will show you an even better way. It's a fantastic passage, isn't it? And I just want to mention a couple of things before I draw to a bit of a conclusion. Paul starts that passage, and he says, he says, about matters of the Spirit. If you could just, Josh, um, put the, uh, the text back up at the start there. Yeah. Concerning matters of the Spirit, what he's, what he's going to describe, they're all, it's all matters of the Spirit. And he makes it very clear that ignorance of such matters is not a blessing. Right. I don't want you to be ill-informed. That's, that's how some people have been led astray. It, it's, it beholds us to be informed not to be ignorant about matters of the spirit. Ignorance is not bliss. Um, It's not powerful. It's not mature. It's not spiritual. It can be catastrophic. It can be very debilitating. It will be very debilitating if we're ignorant of matters of the spirit. And then, you know, we know God makes things grow, but, but he makes things grow on earth today by his spirit. We have to be aware of these things And we have gifts, we have ministries, we have activities. They're all from God, Father, Son, and Spirit. Your special work might be moving in a gift. It might be a ministry. It might be an activity. Undefined. Unlisted. Unsort of described, as it were. But, But if you're involved in the activities of God, or the ministries of Jesus, or the gifts of the Spirit, you're playing a part in the body. God makes things grow by the Spirit. There's unity, there's diversity. He talks about one body with many parts as he describes these things. It's all the same God. And he says in verse um, verse 7 that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person. You know, if if you manifest yourself, if you manifest something, you make it known. To manifest something is to, is to demonstrate, to, to disclose, to show, to make known. And I feel really struck with this. When the Holy Spirit manifests himself, yes. he wants us to know him. Wow. He's making himself known to us. Yeah. He's making himself knowable by us. If we suppress the things of the Spirit, we're shutting down God's way of making himself known to us. 
If, you, if, if, if a gift of the Spirit is in operation, one of those things listed, then, then God is saying, here I am. You can see me. You can know me. I want you to know me. Hallelujah. I'm coming close. I'm coming close so that you can see me and I want to demonstrate myself to you, make myself known. How wonderful indeed. We will never despise the gifts of the Spirit. We will never quash them or squash them or suppress them or, 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 or tuck them away in the corner. No, we will not. We will stir up the gifts. We will honor the Lord. We will make space for the gifts. We will eagerly desire, as he's going to go on to say, we will eagerly desire all the things of the Spirit. Yeah. Amen? I love the fact, verse 11 says, he, the Spirit distributes them as he wills. It is his will to distribute himself amongst the body, and he will do so as he sees fit. And it's not for me to, um, to say what kind of order I would like in the house. Well, they do have a role in that, but, but only if the order I want to see is the order God wants to see. I have no rights. You have no right to organize or order this church in a way that's displeasing to the Lord, especially if that involves tucking the gifts of the Spirit away to your bedroom or around the back of the stage or something. He wants to be manifest amongst us. I love the fact that the baptism in the Spirit, verse 13, is to, is to bring us into a body. I love the fact we can look around this room and say, do you know what, we, we all had a different past. We all came here a different route, a different, a different journey to get here. But now we're side by side and we're baptized in the Spirit. And the, it's the same Holy Spirit and, and we belong to a body together. How wonderful. Verses 15 and 16, uh, we don't have the verse numbers up there, but you'll work it out. Uh, you can't count yourself out. I love the way Paul puts that. If, if, if the ear says, well, I don't belong, it, just because you said it doesn't mean you don't belong. If the foot should say, well, I don't belong, just because you said that does not mean you don't belong. You belong in the body. You belong in the body, and you can't count yourself out, and every part is unique and needed. And folks, I just want to say, as God adds more and more people to us, listen carefully. As God adds more and more people to us, some, some of whom are maybe sitting here today, if God is adding them, it's because he knows we need what they have. It's because they're bringing something to the body that we currently lack. It's because there'll be an enhancement. It's because there'll be a further manifestation of his goodness amongst us. Do not count yourself out. You're here by his choice and knowing who you are and and how he's gifted you and finding how you play your part is going to be one of the most exciting things you can do in the next few months. God has placed, verse 28, just finish with this and then we'll make some concluding comments. God has placed in the church these things. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. Next, miracles. Then gifts of healing. Then helping. Then managing. And then various kinds of languages. Um, There is an order in the church. God, it's a functional order. It's never a hierarchy. You know that. We've talked about that over the last year or so. But there is an order. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. Then Paul stops counting them, numbering them. And he just talks about, and then there's miracles. And who to put miracles next? And then, and then, and then there's administrations. And, then there's, and, and, and Paul is making the point, this little sort of collection of things is a combination of gifts, ministries, activities. And God is restoring his church. And therefore, first in the restoration is the ministry of the apostle because that's the first functioning gift. But it's not the last. It's not the only one. And, the, and all the gifts of Christ function so that all the body of Christ can play its part. And he says, makes this comment about do all do this, have all done that, do all have gifts of healing. Uh, we're going to say more about this in the autumn in our, in our new series, Why Do We Do That?, but just, just to touch on it right now, um, I believe, the eldership in this church believe, every spirit-filled believer can move in any of the gifts. Yeah. It, may, it may not all happen in the same gathering. And, and folks, it shouldn't just be happening in the gatherings anyway. But if you're filled with the spirit, then desire the greatest gift, 
which is the gift that's needed in the situation you're in. If, if, if there's a sickness, then the gift needed is, is not necessarily prophecy. It's a gift of healing. You've heard us say, say that before. And so I, I just, you can, you can just have a think about this. I'm going to read this list of nine gifts. If you have moved in one of these gifts, as I read it out, would you raise your hand? It's not a, we're not collecting our, our badges, by the way. It's not, it's not Boys Brigade or Cub Scouts. But, but, but there's a reason I'm asking you this. He talks about a message of wisdom. That's the, all of these are utterly supernatural. None of this is natural. This is wisdom the Spirit gives you, not something you read in an encyclopedia. This is wisdom from God to unlock a situation. Who's moved in a gift of wisdom? I'm not, you needn't look around the room at one another, but just raise your hand. Okay. Who has moved in a message or a word of knowledge where God discloses a, a fact or some information to, to help the church to grow? Who's moved in a word of knowledge? Okay. Who has moved in the gift of faith? I don't mean faith when we put our faith in Jesus, but faith when you were in a situation and suddenly you had no doubt God was going to do something. A gift of faith. Supernatural faith came. Amen. Who has moved in a gift of healing? A gift of healing is where I, I think is, is where there's a, there is a natural healing process. Thank God he made our bodies able to heal themselves. A gift of healing comes where that, that process or that time is God intervenes and it, it doesn't take the normal course of time, but there's a healing takes place. Who's moved in a gift of healing? Okay. The, my conclusion is, is what I thought. We all need to stir up these gifts. It'd be great if we all put our hands up for all of them. Who's moved in a miracle? This, this maybe, I would say, is where it, it, this, this goes beyond what was natural anyway. This could never have happened naturally. This is something impossible. God does an impossibility, a gift, a miracle working, a gift of miracles, which are next in the list, aren't they? Um, after teachers, do all do miracles? Well, Lord, let the day come Amen. where the answer is yes. Then the next one, he says, prophecy, who, where, where, where God gives you a clear sense of his word and his heart to speak to personal people. Gift of prophecy. Okay? A gift of distinguishing between spirits, where by the spirit, you know this is from God, this is from the flesh, or possibly this is from uh, the domain of darkness. But, but clarity comes. You know when, what you're dealing with, a discerning of spirits, yeah? What about um, speaking in different kinds of languages, speaking in tongues? Please, Lord, let every hand go up. And what about the interpretation of tongues? Not the translation, but in hearing a tongue brought in a public setting, by the Spirit, you know what the Lord is saying or what the person is saying in, in that. Okay, just a few. Okay, here's my challenge, folks. Eagerly desire the gifts. Let me, let me conclude by saying a few things, what this means for us. I'll come back to that point in a moment. I believe this is time for a growing spurt. I want to grow. I want you to grow. I hope you want to grow. I want us to grow. I want our growth to be biblical. People are being added who have what we need. And now is not the time for anybody to sit back. Yes. Amen. The living God is amongst us. Yes. And he's mobilizing us yes. for our mission. So here's a few things to finish with. Firstly, expect and anticipate a growing spurt. Expect and anticipate. This is our design. This is our destiny. It does not bring glory to God for us to hunker down and retract. He wants us to grow. He wants you and I to grow personally. He wants the church to grow. And, and therefore, in every way, let's get ready, let's gear up, let's position ourselves, let's embrace change and stay flexible.
And then for everybody to be filled with the Spirit and eager to move in the gifts, to love the gifts of the Spirit because, because they're manifestations of God. Lord, I love you. Therefore, I love it when you make yourself known. I love it when you manifest yourself, Lord. And, and that should never bring fear. If you've ever been in a situation where these things have been abused, that does not invalidate the gifts. Used properly under secure leadership, the gifts of the Spirit are the most beautiful thing poured out in the church. Imagine the impact if when I went through that list, all of us were putting our hands up to all of them. Imagine the impact. And I don't mean in our gatherings. They would be pretty scintillating. But they're not just for here, folks. The mission is out there. This is for the workplace. This is for the, the, the girl across the desk who's feeling ill and God speaks to you in the spirit to enable you to bring his love to her. This is for um, demolishing strongholds and, and advancing the kingdom of God, the gifts of the spirit, God's power tools to get the job done. And, and so I'm going to ask you when we finish just to, to stand if you are eager to expand your experience of the gifts of the Spirit. You, you can't be too greedy in this. Eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Be eager. Be zealous. Don't be embarrassed by it. Thirdly, count yourself in. Embracing who you are, what God's given you. If you're, if you're not sure whether, whether to be part of this body, then make a decision. Say yes. Find your place. And let God empower you to play your part. It's not a time for passengers. All hands on deck. Just because we have a a reasonably large staff team, that has nothing to do with who does the work in the church. That's been one of my fears every time we've taken on somebody else onto the staff is that it kind of looks like people might think, well, that's their job now. It's not their job. It's our job. They, They can facilitate, but they're not here to do all the work. And then honor one another, appreciating, affirming, and releasing. I love it. I love it amongst the eldership where we were able to, with all love towards one another, just stand back and let one of the others do it because they were much better at it than I was. And that should be our attitude in the church. Let's make space for one another. Let's honor one another, make space for one another. Um, And then fifthly, to make way for manifestations of the Spirit whenever we're gathered and increasingly wherever we are scattered. This week, who's up for moving in a gift of the Spirit? This week, I mean Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe not, we'll we'll, we'll discount Wednesday because that might be life group night. You can do it there. (laughs) The point being when it's nothing to do with the gathered church. Yeah? Seriously, put, because the Lord will see this. This is, this, is your, this is your first point of saying, Lord, I'm eager. I want this, Lord. This is you making yourself, this is you advancing your kingdom in the world. I love the gatherings, but, but this is just a few hours a week, folks. This is not what we're alive for. We're alive to extend his kingdom seven days a week, 24 hours a day, wherever we are, scattered and gathered. Let's expect God for manifestations of the Spirit that will defeat Satan, bless the world, and advance his kingdom. And the last thing I want to say is this. I, I kind of feel um, it's time to uncork the bottle a bit. Is there a Grand Prix today? Anybody know? No, Okay. Our neighbor works in, um, uh, what's it called? Bricksworth for the Mercedes team. So I just, I just imagine how many times they get to uh, shake the bottle. And, but, but that's what God wants, folks, that the corks come off. There's a spray of life. There's a spray of power. There's an uncorking of the bottle that we don't hold back and we let ourselves go and let ourselves move in everything God's got for us. Amen. That's it. That's what I wanted to share with you. But we have to respond.
And in all honesty, I'm, I'm asking the Lord exactly how we should do that. How many of you feel stirred afresh to embrace all these dynamic things the Lord has for us? Yeah? Would you stand in a moment if you're saying, as for me, I do not want to, um, I want to go up a gear. I want to, there's, there's a number of ways you can answer this question. I have moved in some of these things, but, but, you know, there's another seven still. And then there's all the other ones that aren't listed. And then there's, then there's all the activities. And just simply saying, I'm hungry for more. I am a candidate, Lord, and I'm going to be used by you. I'm, I'm, I'm expressing my eagerness. And I'm standing here this morning to say, Lord, I am really up for this. Growth is in my design you put seed, seed, you've put fruit-bearing seed within me. You expect, therefore, it to produce some fruit. And Lord, I'm saying today, that is what I sincerely want. Maybe you're saying, I, I, I need you, Lord, to fill me with your spirit because um, I've let things run dry. That would be a great response this morning. Or maybe you've you would love to be baptized in the Spirit, but it's never really been something you've received. That would be a great thing to respond to this morning. Amen. It's breakout time. Amen. It's breakout time. It's cork-off time. It's, it's moving in the flow of God time, folks. It's, it's growing time. And it's time for every one of us to absolutely be mobilized. The Bible has nothing good to say about standing still, being static, settling. God wants us on the move all the time. So if there's a response in you this morning, I'd just love you to stand to your feet and we're going to pray together. And then there may be some others and you really know I, I need somebody to, to pray with me this morning. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.